That's my job. That's all of our job at Rosie on the House. I couldn't do this by myself. We've got a whole team of people. Even had a little company party this week. Had a lot of fun at the party. A little holiday celebration where you get together and just make sure you uh, let your fellow workers, peers, associates know just how appreciated they are all year long. Just one more opportunity to grab the uh, hand of a fellow contributor and thank them for all that they're doing. So, uh, again, we just finished a conversation with uh, Jason Barlow, the president and CEO of Habitat for Humanity, Central Arizona. Uh, We uh, introduced a challenge that I'd like to repeat here. The Rosie on the House Army of Listeners, uh, I'm challenging y'all to redirect your Arizona state tax credit to Habitat for Humanity. Note it as a contribution to Habitat for the Rosie Build. And the Rosie on the House listeners are going to build one entire house for a deserving family that's on the waiting list at Habitat for Humanity that's waiting for that home to get started. So I ask you all to join that army, join that legion, and uh, let us know that you're participating. We only need 150 families to participate and redirect the tax credit to Habitat, and we'll have a house taken care of. Ooh, quite a bit of feedback, and um, we've got people calling already. You, the lines are open. This is when we take any of your calls about any of your questions, about anything having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. The toll-free number is one 767 And we've got uh, kind of a, a little bit of everything here. I've got a very puzzling. Romy, I need your help on this one. I've got a very puzzling email I got this week. Rosie, I have a bathroom that needs to be completely remodeled and made aging and place compatible. How do I find the resource on your website to do that? That's pretty simple. You want to talk them through it? (laughs) Oh, man. All you've got to do is go to rosieonthehouse.com. That's our webpage. That's where all of our certified partners live. And all you need to do is go to remodeling and take a look. I I happen to know this particular person is in the East Valley. Uh, We have a kitchen and bath specialist in the East Valley, uh, Regal Bath and Kitchens. Give them a ring. They'd be happy to get out there and introduce you to the concept of what and all is possibly available to get that bathroom remodeled in an aging in place friendly set of finishes where the shower can be rolled into. There's no step, there's no drain, there's no threshold to go over. There's handrails that you can hold and grab as you're accessing the shower or as you're uh, decide, determining to use the toilet and heights of vanities that are more compatible uh, with aging in place other than the really low ones. So lots of little design techniques. Um, 
there's there's very specific certifications of people that are uh, trained to design for uh, aging in place. So I'll respond to you personally, but gosh, uh, if you have any familiarity with our website at all, uh, it just click on find a partner tab and then you get a scrolling list of all the different trades that are covered uh, and then you, you ought to be able to find just about anything you're looking for right there. So had to get to that. And then we've got David who's called in. Let's see if we can quick get to David uh, with other calls coming in now. We'll get to all of you as you ring in, one 767 4348 Okay, David? Yes, sir. Rosie, how are you? Hey, man. Good. Really good. I hope hey, you are too. I love your show. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I love your show, your staff. I've uh, been a listener for a long time. So I hope you were able to see some of the pictures um, that uh, I gave. I gave my address. Right. Uh, right. Right. So um, my wife and I built this sunken patio. Yeah. And our tile. We originally we put down slate. Yeah. Uh, tile yeah years ago and the the very bottom uh part of the patio uh came up first i believe water got underneath there and, yep. and then it froze yep but i have tested i have tested a lot of the other tiles as well and they're they've got that hollow sound so we're having to redo uh, the um uh you know the appearance and uh, yeah. uh not necessarily want to put tile again but we want to do something rather than just leave it concrete and I'm really kind of at a, uh, not a loss, but I just really want your suggestion. Okay. Well, when I'm, when I'm looking at exterior patio surfaces, the very first thing I look at is temperature. Um, and I, I like my patios not to be heat sinks. Um, I tend to weigh from anything that's darker in color. But you're exactly right with that lower patio. And by the way, that's a beautiful backyard. With that lower patio, it, it, I, I'll, I'll bet dimes to donuts that that is a moisture problem. What's happening, whether the water's getting there and freezing and delaminating or not, any of that thin set that's consistently exposed to a damp concrete slab, uh, chances are it's going to lose bond sooner or later. Um, We'll, we'll have plenty of ideas for you. Uh, I can tell you at my house, uh, we used air-entrained concrete tile. And the surface temperature in the middle of the summer in the direct sunlight is the same as the ambient air. So it can be 115 degrees outside, and if that's a slate tile or a dark tile, or a dark paver, the surface of that patio is going to be north of 150 degrees. These air-entrained concrete pavers are never so hot, you can't walk on them absolute barefooted. So I would, I would encourage you to look in, in, in that direction. A lot of the paver companies, Belgard Paver, uh, do make lighter colored pavers. They don't need to be glued down. So even if there is a little moisture problem, it never delaminates from the slab like you're experiencing right now. Uh, I think to cover all the options, I would need the entire hour to visit with you. 
we're going to find out what part of town you're in, and then we're going to get you to visit with one of our exterior surfacing experts so y'all can just sit down and uh, go through all the options a beautiful backyard is well deserving of uh, of your attention that's for sure I, i'd never heard of that before too but just for everyone uh, that was listening it's spelled air a-i-r-e-n-t-r-a-i-n correct air in train air in train tile yeah. new to me it it, it 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 in my experience it's worked even better as as well as cool deck it's the coolest surface you can put down out in uh direct sunlight and and um i can uh testify due to many parties being thrown on that patio uh with friends that have a tendency of spilling red wine it it doesn't even matter it it doesn't even matter that we haven't stained that next to the barbecue with the splattering and the deep fried turkeys couple glasses of spilled red wine. Uh, I'd go back with exactly the same product tomorrow if I were going to recover my back patio. Where does that leave us? Do we go to the next call? Ferdinando, good morning. Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, so I, I bought a house uh, going on five years now. My warranty is about to expire in my AC unit. And every summer... Um, the downstairs AC unit, uh, once the humidity starts kicking in, the top uh, condensation drip tube start, starts dripping. And I was told when I purchased the home that if the top drip tube ever starts dripping, there's an issue with the system. I need to have the AC company come out and, and take a look at it. Well, I've done that for the past uh, four years, and every year they tell me that it's because insulation falls in the trap and it's, it's clogged. So they, they clean it out. It's fine for a week or two, and then it starts dripping again. Uh, but every time they come out, they sell me uh, resistors or some part that it, it's always three to four hundred dollars with every visit. So it's about to go out of warranty, and I just need to know who I need to call to come out and really take a look at it uh, to, to get this issue resolved for me. Where are you, Fernando? Yes, I am. Where, uh, no, where, like where? Where, give me an at, where are a zip code? Eight five two one two. So that is, let's see, on our rosieonthehouse.com, when you type in the zip codes like their conditioning, our closest partner to you is out there. uh, Looks like your Santan Queen Creek area. We've got Mason Pro Services and and Chandler, excuse me, right on the Chandler-Gilbert border. They do air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical. So that air conditioning and plumbing, if anybody can create a new trap for you as well, That'll help. And for anyone listening, what he's Ferdinando's talking about, your air conditioning unit works by taking the moisture out of the air. When it does that, during the humid time and the monsoons, when we have more humidity in the air, there's a lot more moisture. And so it's designed to channel this water, the condensation, away from the unit and out of your home. And that's a little PVC plastic thing you see sticking out of your home, on the side of your home, on the backyard. It's never in the front for looks. But above that, there should be a second one. And if water's dripping out of that one, it tells you that the bottom one's blocked and you need to have it looked at. And so 
Ferdinando has had it looked at, and every time they come out, they're selling them different this, they're selling them different that, this, that. So it sounds like we need to find a contractor to just come out and fix it right once and not somebody who's sending out parts salesmen to nickel and dime them every time they come out to fix this problem. So you can uh, go to rosiannahouse.com's certified partner, type in your zip code, hit search, and everything's geolocated. It's designed to get uh, – <clears throat> connect you to whoever's in your uh, neighborhood and, and town. As every Arizona homeowner's happy place, we have a lot of components of that where we try and get you the information in multiple different formats. The radio show every single Saturday morning, the broadcast, is one of the oldest elements of Rosie on the House. We started this about 36 years ago. Every Saturday morning, we make ourselves available for you to call in one 767 4348 And we'll try and see what we can do to put our building and remodeling experience to work for you at your house with whatever question it is or project you're trying to get done. It wasn't long after that uh, we were asked to start uh, doing uh, television on a weekly basis where we would bring a tip of the week. So we did that for about 10 years. And then we started writing newspaper articles for newspapers all across the state of Arizona. And this week we actually are published in uh, the Green Valley News about staying organized through the holidays. And there's a couple tips here I just want to throw out before we take the next caller. Uh, I took my own advice, which is rare. Sometimes I ignore myself. But last year when we broke down our Christmas decorations, Jennifer had bought new storage containers. The ones we had 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 kind of aged out, dried and cracked. We keep them in a storage room out back. And uh, she had brand new large storage containers. I then took the time to uh, get me some masking tape and some red and some green spray paint. And I color-coded these components so that anytime we walked in that storage room, we knew exactly which containers contained the Christmas decorations, the ones with the red and the green decoration. So getting the season broken down and put away correctly does a whole lot for bringing it back out the next year. It helped a lot getting organized this particular year. So we were able to go in there, bring the containers out, open them up. Everything we needed was right there. And now we just set those containers. They dry stack inside each other. They don't take up any room when they're empty. Set them aside, and they'll be there for when the season breaks down. In the meantime, you're trying to keep your tree fresh make sure that water container back down there is staying full a lot of people will fill it up when they get home and then not pay attention to it or the a fresh cut tree will drink that container completely dry in just a few days and once that cut stump is exposed to air it develops a film that stops the water from being absorbed So make sure that Christmas tree container stays full of water the entire time. goes a long way to keeping that aroma and that fresh scent and the safety of a green tree in your house. So staying organized through the holidays was one article that we wrote just for one of the newspapers that we cover here in the great state of Arizona. 
one 4348 That's one rosie for you to join the, conversa- <coughs> join the conversation. Let's go to Larry calling from Tucson. Good morning, sir, and welcome to the program. Hi. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, actually, I'm calling you from Minnesota. I have a home in Tucson. Okay. And, uh, I've indicated, I indicated that, Jennifer, I've used your uh, site for getting contractors and so forth. But anyway, what I have, the problem I have, and by the way, it would have worked out really well to be able to use your site for that purpose. Um, and uh, I think I have a vapor lock, uh, possibly anyway, in my plumbing. Um, and how do I know that or think that that may be the case is because I don't get any hot water out of a faucet uh, in a bathroom, and I have deliberately, well, I turned the water off to the house and disconnected the hot water from that side of the faucet, put it into a bucket, and turned the water back on again, and uh, and still nothing comes out of it. And it's and this partic- particular line runs off of a line which also feeds the tub in that bathroom and, and hot water into other bathrooms too. And I have no problem with hot water in those uh, in those in those areas. Well, this this isn't a homeowner question. This is just a flat down, flat out, all out challenge. <laughs> man, oh man, calling from Minnesota about his home in Tucson where he's used the Rosie Partners successfully. I want to be able to help you, but I have to tell you, I'm not going to have the plumbing experience to do that. Uh, I'm going to need to bring in one of our plumbers. Uh, he's been listening to the entire question. I don't think we have time to bring him in between now and the break. We do, Gary? No, we don't. So I'm going to ask the caller to uh, hold on, Larry. I'm also ask our plumber, our professional plumber. This uh, we probably caught him out on a job right now, uh, Brandon from Day and Night, to hold on. I'm going to put you two guys together on air, and we're going to all learn what's causing this particular dilemma at Larry's home in Tucson. Y'all stay tuned. So we've got Larry with a home in Tucson that he can only get hot water to various parts of the home. We've got Brandon Williams of Day and Night Air Conditioning and Plumbing on the line. Uh, Brandon was listening uh, during that. We just ran out of time before we got to the news break to bring him in. Uh, Brandon, thanks for taking a few minutes out of your Saturday morning. Any thoughts for Mr. Larry? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good morning, you guys. Um, Larry, thank you for uh, the good description. You said that there's one faucet in particular that's not getting the hot water. Um, everything else on the same line, the bathtub and some other fixtures are are getting the hot water. Is that correct? Yeah, and that is correct. And I believe I eliminated the actual um, faucet itself, too, because I disconnected the line the hot water line 
from the from the what comes out of the wall to that faucet, stuck it in a bucket with the water off, and then I went and turned on the water, and I still didn't get anything out of it. So the shutoff valve that's underneath there that goes to that supply line to the faucet, did you shut that on and off, or did you shut it off like at the house, the main valve? I shut it off at the I shut it off at the house because there there is there isn't even a I don't even have a, a shut off there underneath the underneath the in the cabinet. Do you have a water conditioning on your home, like a water softener or anything like that? Yes, I do. So because everything else is getting hot water that's attached to the same system, we know there's nothing wrong with the hot water heater. We know that there's flow through at least some of the pipes. And so there's a T going off to that. Um, you should have shutoff valves underneath the sink. It's the right thing to do. They're called emergency shutoff valves. So that way, if you had a problem with that supply line or the faucet, you could shut that down while you maintenance that versus the rest of the home. Um, but what I would check, the first thing I would check is actually the softener. And uh, the reason why is if if the resin has came out of that softener, um, it, it could have gotten into that T. Let's say you went to turn on that faucet first, and all that resin blew inside of there and kind of blocked up the piping. Um, and it's actually pretty common. The other thing I would check is the uh, water pressure. If the water pressure is anything over 70 pounds of pressure, um, we consider that high. So at day and night, um, 70, 70 pounds of pressure, working pressure, is what we consider over 70 pounds is what we consider high. Anything under is, is pretty good. Uh, code says 60 to 80, but we kind of go with that 70 mark because it's right in the middle of really, really good working pressure. So check your water pressure, see if it's too high, then take a good look at your softener, um, see if it's working correctly. Um, if, if, if it has released resin into the system and that is what's clogging it up, um, you would have to probably call out a professional to get the system flushed out to try and get the resin out of the lines. The reason I think it's not a vapor lock is because if it was a vapor lock inside of the water heater or something of that nature, you wouldn't get hot water anywhere. So it's got to be something that's got into the system and it's only blocking off the one pipe after the T feeding that particular lab sink, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, I guess it does make some sense. I thought there might be a procedure that I go through, but I, I mean, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, and um, so how do they how do they flush that particular line? Do they just blow it out with air or how do they do that? That, that's a great question. Sometimes they'll blow it out with air. They'll they'll connect something underneath the sink to the piping there, and they'll push it backwards and forwards with water. It's just every process, every home is different, and the reason why is how much resin got into the system, uh, if that's what it is, or carbon or whatever. What got in there? How much is in there? How hard is it going to be to push back and forth? Sometimes we've even had it so bad where we've had to open up the wall cut out a small section of piping and then put some new piping in there because it's just so jammed in there that even even air or water pressure can't push it out. And that's kind of what you're telling us is I shut off the water, I disconnected it from the faucet, I put it into a bucket, I turned it on, and nothing came out. That means that a good amount of pressure has really jammed something up in there. So that's why I'm saying sometimes I'm all for homeowners fixing their own stuff, but sometimes I say, hey, call a professional out, let them uh, – take a good look at what's going on. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. And I appreciate it very much for your, uh, uh, absolutely. Your absolutely. You that, guys all have a Merry Christmas. That, well, that one was certainly over my head. So when they are, we reach out to one of our Rosie certified partners, Larry, I hope that 
helps, and I hope that gets you back in hot water for the benefit of living in comfort. Uh, even though uh, you, you're familiar with living in the cold of Minnesota, even in Tucson, it's nice to have hot water. So appreciate the call. Appreciate the kind words about the referral network. A plumber down in Tucson, temperature control would be a great opportunity for you to jump on board and uh, introduce yourself to them. They'll have uh, the plumber necessary. And uh, the water treatment company we like down there, of course, is Kinetico. So, but you, you really should, Larry, if you're going to bring a plumber out there, you really should have them take a look at going ahead and putting some angle stops, emergency stops on that pipe coming out of the back of the wall. And again, we appreciate Brandon Williams day and night out of Phoenix for jumping, being available this Saturday morning when we bugged him at his home. That's right. Thanks. Amanda. Or on his cell, wherever he might be. All right. In the 8 o'clock hour this morning, we were talking about, is winter going to get here or not? <laughs> and uh, John J. Harper was here talking about uh, holiday plants, holiday gifts. Uh, and he assured us we are going to see winter. And uh, that, is, that means we could possibly see some freezing temperatures uh, even through the desert floor of Arizona. And I've seen it more than a couple times being here since the late 60s. Um, I can remember Yuma in about 2007, uh, got to like 13 degrees. Every single vacuum breaker in the city exploded. <laughs> they were importing vacuum breakers. I saw the same thing happen in Tucson uh, about 2010 or 2011. Um, they had plumbers coming in from New Mexico, from California. They had uh, vacuum breakers coming in by the truckload of every size. And the vacuum breaker, if you go out and walk around your house, where the water enters your home uh, is generally a, a shutoff valve coming out of the ground that you can turn the water on and off, kind of like what Larry was talking about that he was doing. And then, and then it comes up out of the ground even higher, and it goes to a hose bib where you can attach a hose and water the lawn or wash the car. From that point, very often right there, it goes up higher yet and enters a bell, a brass bell-looking structure. And we call that the vacuum breaker. And then it goes back down in the ground, and that feeds your sprinkler system. Those vacuum breakers in particular are very prone to freeze failure. So if you can get to it uh, as the freeze is coming, uh, it, it may not look real good, but go out there and take an old t-shirt or two and some duct tape and just wrap that vacuum breaker up a little bit to keep that from freezing itself. So that's probably the number one pipe failure freezing in Arizona dilemma. Protect your vacuum breaker, and you'll probably be protecting the great majority of the rest of your plumbing system. It, it doesn't get cold enough that much else. You don't, You probably don't have much else exposed. Uh, you say, well, my hot water heater's on the outside of the house. Yeah, but that hot water heater's going to keep everything in those pipes right there outside the house in a temperature you're probably not going to have to worry about it. But that vacuum breaker is taking water straight from the city and bringing it into your house or sending it down to the uh, irrigation valves and there's nothing there except the insulation inside the wall six or seven inches away from the vacuum breaker that's going to help not freeze that water and it happens you know maybe once a decade or maybe every two decades 
so it's not something that's you know hugely time pressing or urgent but what happens is when it does hit if you're not prepared the stores clear out so quick because so many other people aren't prepared and that's where you can really get into trouble so you want to make sure you know even if you don't need it you're prepared for it i picked up um, i get justin roner's email little newsletter each week yeah. and um he's our partner in the eight o'clock hour and he owns agriscaping and his article this week is what if there is a deep freeze so what if so he has some points real quick uh stop watering so much water deeply <laughs> but not as often wait to prune until january or february leave the old fronds on palms until late spring Postpone fertilizing ornamentals until spring. Defer watering cactus until March. And cover your frost tender plants with uh, burlap or a blanket. Heavy mulch flowers and bulbs to reduce water needs and preserve soil warmth. And wrap exposed irrigation pipes and valves before the frost warning. So it depends on, too, where you live in your community. If you're up a little higher, you know, you may... The desert floor doesn't freeze very often, but a lot, a lot of times up like Tonto Hills here or Sabino Canyon, maybe in Tucson, just things are a little higher. Five degrees can make a big difference. And if you're from another part of the country and you're trying to protect your landscaping, I hope you know, don't cover your landscaping with plastic sheets. That will actually cause more damage than this to freeze by itself. So use the freeze cloth, use the burlap. Do not cover your plants to protect them from freezing with plastic. And don't wait to buy them until it freezes because there won't be any in the store. Exactly. Good thing to have in the shed. And one final ditch effort you can do if you're completely caught unprepared, and it's going to be a couple hours of below freezing temperatures where your pipes could freeze. The one final thing you can do, and I know Justin said cut back your watering, but go to your backyard. And turn on your hose. Not full blast, but just a, a, enough that there's a stream coming out because that's going to keep water coming through the front of your home and moving through your system because running water won't freeze. So you can, you know, you, you've obviously have to have that water going somewhere where if you've got a pool, you know, put it there. If you've got, you know, whatever. But if, if, if you crack it, the water, and keep it moving just fast enough that it won't freeze... You know, that, that could be one final ditch effort. There you go. It, it can and will freeze in the desert in Arizona. So, so be prepared. Don't let it turn into a nightmare for you. Um, the other thing we were talking about, we've got a lot of emails and texts that have been coming in. Uh, y'all can reach us always at rosieonthehouse.com um, with your inquiries. Uh, you can text us during the broadcast uh, at 411923. Uh, you can always, I love it when y'all send us pictures. We actually have a, a question here. I'm not really going to be able to answer it on air, but it's a, it's a peculiar problem for an Arizona homeowner because it's a home with a basement. And these basement windows have these window wells that retain the dirt off of the window that are coming down below the window. And uh, they're actually experiencing some amount of rust. I'll have to get in touch with this individual uh, personally and kind of coach him through. That, unfortunately, 
is not an easy solution, but we'll we'll coach you along uh, the best way we can. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. I, I want to I talk about perseverance. Because something really neat happened this week in the music world. You recognize this song, everybody? You know who it is? Everybody's looking at me. Huh? Brenda Lee. Right. This is 13-year-old Brenda Lee. Recorded this song. But the one thing about it is, it's been played for decades, it was never a number one hit until last week, 65 years later. Wow. That is perseverance. <laughs> and, and for a second week, number one. So, 65 years later, she has a number one song When she was 13. 13. Recorded it in 1957. Wow. Amazing. And I just see Kevin in his living room with all his dummies, you know, the Michael Jordan tape to the train track going and the mannequins at the (laughs) window. (laughs) They forever... Merge those two with that scene, Home Alone and uh, yeah. that song. My mom has been watching Home Alone this week. <laughs> Can't go the wrong. first time? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> Can't go wrong. <laughs> hey, coming up, if you are in the market next year for window or door replacement, January 13th, second Saturday of January, the new year, our partner, Dunright Window and Door, is opening a brand new showroom on Thunderbird and Tatum. We were actually... Uh, had a, originally scheduled to do the grand opening in September, but we had planned that in 2022. Well, all he didn't, the manufacturers weren't able to get all his window displays there by that time, so it's been rescheduled into January. So, if uh, if that's on your to do next year, mark that down on your calendar and come see us on the 13th of January. And they're doing like a $1,500 grand prize giveaway for somebody to, to apply against a, you know, a window and door package. Nice. Major takeaways from today's show. You know, I liked... And shopping uh, local. Uh, all the... I, I don't even remember the plants, but... Uh, the J... The plants that Jay mentioned? Yeah. The flowering I, plants? I, I have them written down. There's uh, amaryllis. And cyclamen? I wanted to go uh, stop at the nursery on the way home and try yeah. and grab a couple of those. Yeah, I like that. And then we talked also about books that are available. If you look on Water Use It Wisely on their gift ideas, there's some great, great books. Though, And then uh, and some local writers and authors of those books. And one of Jay's uh, favorite, though, is just a sunset book on Western gardening. So he said that's one that's just a basic you can always keep. So that'd be fun. Give give a book and give a, a cactus. That's a great idea. One of the great ideas, when Jennifer's starting to run out of ideas, she'll start hitting all these little local boutique shops. Why don't you share with them some of your favorite ones? Well, well Painted <laughs> Tree is is one that's local, and it's, it's a big... Um, Huge room full of like 100 vendors. Kind of like, like a, a bazaar. Yes. Just a lot of fun to see things that are unique. You can find things that you can't find at the regular store. And it's getting a little late to shop and buy things online. So <laughs> you're going to want to hit those local shops, which we should start there anyway. We have great Amen. places. We have great local food to buy. Sphinx Date Ranch, um, Divine Gourmet down in uh, Gilbert can do things like that. I did want to just two little uh, Thoughts. We talked about gift cards. Do you know that 21, we have a cumulative $21 billion um, 
amount of gift cards just sitting out there. Unspent. <laughs> so what, what you do when you do that is you just put it directly in their pocket, 100% profit when you buy. So don't do that. I decided this year I'll probably just give cash if I'm going to do that because I'd rather them use the cash on something than, than give another, a st- Walmart, you know, 50 bucks. Well, and like if somebody gave me a gift card to a sporting goods store for 50 bucks, I'd have a hard time. I don't. At the sporting goods store, there's nothing under fifty bucks I need. Yeah, you right, know what, right. what I'm looking for there is is a lot higher price at this point because I've got everything else. Yeah, <laughs> so that that was a good point. And then also, if you're going to give something uh, that's kind of smart in the smart realm to someone older, gift them your time to figure it out. You know, even a digital frame, as easy as that may sound to you, a, a digital photo frame is really hard for an older people, person to set up. So set it up for them and then check in on them every once in a while and make sure that it's still working. That's a great call. You know, one of the biggest takeaways I'd like our listeners to, to leave today's program with is the challenge that we'd like the Rosie on the House listeners uh, to take the credit for building one Habitat for Humanity store, uh, store, one Habitat for Humanity home in this next year. And it's only going to take... 150 families to redirect their state tax credit to Habitat, note it as a rosy build, and we'll get that done. Now, for those of you that maybe have already directed your state tax credit and it's already committed, take a take a listen of the uh, 36, 37 years of us on air. If I've ever saved you any money, uh, take 10% of that savings and send it to Habitat for Humanity and put on the check Put a note, Rosie Build. We're going to get a Rosie on the House family listeners uh, team army uh, built home at Habitat for Humanity this year. So we'd appreciate it. We're going to we just kicked that off today with Habitat for Humanity here in the uh, broadcast studio for the nine o'clock hour. Mr. Jason Barlow was here filling us in on everything they've got going on, and man. It's a lot, but uh, we're going to step up, and Rosie on the House, Rosie Wright, is going to get one Habitat for Humanity home built with your team effort. And I'm not asking you to particularly take money out of your pocket. Take the tax credit you're already going to direct and direct it to Habitat for Humanity. And then, like I say, if I've saved you money and you all want to take money out of your pocket— 10% of whatever I've saved you. Direct it to Habitat for Humanity. And note, Rosie Build, let's get that house built. Woo! Christmas coming up quick. It is. Next couple broadcasts are going to be fun. Next, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, most viewed articles that coincide with whatever our weekly topic is scheduled. But then also our most viewed DIY question and answer database. So kind of a review of what all the highlights were building this year here at Rosie on the House.